with or not your truth or kindness, Lord. With or not your truth or kindness, Lord. Welcome to The Notice, where together we notice the mercy of God. I'm Susan Hookstra, your host. Do you ever get upset or annoyed at someone or something because it gets in the way of your plans? Or maybe you find yourself consumed by unfair policies or someone else's inadequacies, or maybe even your own. If this sounds like you, you won't want to miss today's episode. We explore frustration as a human experience, as a humbling experience, and share some stories of how God showed his mercy in the most frustrating of times. Ah, frustration, that wonderful feeling of being upset or annoyed at someone or something that keeps us from achieving our goals. Plans are thwarted, our power stripped. Even though we try, we can't seem to change the circumstances or the people who cause those circumstances. And then, to top it all off, no one seems to notice. Enter frustration. What frustrates you? Losing your keys? Getting stuck in traffic? Trying to deal with corporate or government policies? I don't know about you, but it's difficult to find peace when we're frustrated. Typically, Frustration is revealed to us in three different ways, through life happenings, through other people, or through ourselves. Life happenings are those circumstances that are out of our control, you know, like the weather, the economy, or traffic, or the fact that there is a long line at the grocery store, or we've gone to multiple stores to find the item we've been searching for with no luck. Deep down, frustration doesn't give us peace. Instead, it sends us a message that no one understands, that no one takes notice of what we have going on. People. We all know that other people can cause us to get frustrated, like the person who doesn't follow through with what they said they were going to do, or maybe that person who never emailed you back. I'm sure some of us have even experienced poor customer service or a person who traffic who doesn't seem to understand that we really have some place to be. Can't they get out of the way? Are they really that inept? And then there's ourselves. We get frustrated when we lose our phone, forget to pay that parking ticket, yell at others for no particular reason, and in a word, procrastinate. We know better, but still, we don't always follow through with what we know is best for us. So yes, I think we can all agree that frustration is part of the human experience. But just like being tempted is not a sin, neither is frustration itself a sin. That is, unless we respond sinfully or have sinful motives. So what ways do you respond? For me, I find myself seeking someone out that I can vent to about my frustrations. Someone who can validate or acknowledge my experience. Someone who notices what I'm going through, even just to say, I get it. 
Maybe we get critical to the person who created the frustration, or even angry, impatient. We might even come across as a know-it-all. Or maybe we sink into self-pity, break down, and cry. Where's our victory? What happened to our resilience? An article in Harvard Business Review discussed the concept of resilience and how everyday stressors and frustration can be more effectively dealt with by reframing perception. In short, the answer is to change how you perceive frustration and stress. The key takeaway here is to modify the perception of stress and frustration to promote the development of resilience, which is that ability to handle whatever comes your way in the most effective manner. Sounds good, doesn't it? Just be stronger, Susan. Don't let those things get to you. Let things go. Bounce back. That's the answer. That's true self-care. You can do this, girl. But honestly, isn't that relying on ourselves instead of God? Does frustration showcase the fruits of the Spirit? Or do they reflect that we are trying to control the situation? Isn't it pride that tells us we think we know better how things should go? But hey, let's give this article the benefit of the doubt. After all, it is from the Harvard Business Review. So let's assume that we can reframe our perception. Maybe this is the renewing of mind that the scripture talks about. Maybe we make different choices. Choices that give us peace with God peace with others, and peace with ourselves. Let me share a recent story that helped me change my perception of frustration. I work at a university, and each year we have to purchase a new parking permit. I admit, every year it frustrates me that I have to pay to park at work. Really? But I digress. <laughs> anyway, I followed up right away and renewed my permit and received it in the mail. When I looked at the new permit, it looked odd. It said I was a 24-month employee instead of a 12-month employee. It confused me a little, and I thought there might have been some error. So instead of putting the permit on my car right away, I brought it to my office to remind me to call the parking office. Well, as life happens, I am in a really busy season at work. My coworker was out on medical league and my boss was out of town. This left my schedule packed with hardly any time to even take a lunch break. In the midst of this hectic season, my stepfather passed away, leaving me to take care of some of the details for his burial and estate. And it was also time to renew my license places and driver's license, and I had concerts to practice for. My headspace was full. Needless to say, I never did call that parking office. So after a long, tiring day at work, I walked out to my car and noticed I got a ticket. Phew, just a warning ticket to get my new permit on the car. Thank you, God, for mercy. Certainly, I would take care of that first thing in the morning at work. When the next morning arrived, I planned to go to my office, get the permit, and go back to my car right away. But as things unfolded at work, I wasn't able to get back there right away. Okay, so now picture the scenario. I'm finally able to walk back to my car, and along the way, of course I'm praying, God, please shed me some mercy. You know I've been what I've been up to, so please don't let me get a ticket. 
As I approached my car, there it was. It wasn't a warning ticket this time, but a $25 ticket for an expired permit. Frustrated? You bet. As one can imagine, I felt a lot of emotions. But there was something inside me that told me to bounce back from this and process this through those three frustration categories I mentioned. Circumstances, other people, and myself. So you can imagine the dialogue in my head. First, I was frustrated at the university policy. The circumstances are life happenings that put me in this situation in the first place. Why should I have to pay to park at work anyway? Plus, I was frustrated that God didn't grant me mercy. Surely he knows what my life has been like lately. Second, I was frustrated at other people. You know, the person who gave me the ticket. Really? Couldn't they have electronically checked their records and saw that I had purchased a new permit? It was only two days. Jeez. Besides, I really intended to do this. I just got lost in the shuffle of work business. Isn't that what I'm here to do is work, not worry about where I'm going to park? And lastly, and probably most importantly, I realized I was really frustrated with myself. This was simple. Take one sticker off and put another one on. So it's really my fault. I should have known better. I procrastinated. As I walked back to my office, the irony dawned on me. After all, I was in the middle of preparing for a podcast on the topic of frustration. Is it possible that God allowed this situation to happen to me so I could understand frustration a little better? Couldn't this be God noticing me? I believe it was. Just as I believe it is God's will for us to have peace amongst the most irritating of circumstances. So once I stopped smiling at how adorable our God can be, I took a look at myself. Let's face it, I messed up. I didn't live up to my own expectations or obviously the expectations of the parking police. I failed. When I fail, I may respond by blaming others or by blaming God. After all, God could have shown me mercy or the police could have cut me a break. After all, I really am a good citizen. But then it hit me. My perception of mercy was off. My perception of myself was off. Hadn't God already shown me his mercy? You see, folks, God already knew I would mess up. And not just about parking tickets, but about sin. God's ticket to peace is simple. Accept his mercy for yourself. Admit your failures and understand it's going to happen. You're going to mess up. So I guess I was resilient and chose peace with God, which gave me peace about myself and peace about others. Well, believe it or not, the story doesn't stop there. I did have the option of appeal the ticket. I wasn't sure I had a legitimate case, but decided to apply for the appeal anyway. Perhaps if I was authentic and shared my story, they might offer me mercy, even though they had already given me a warning. I was okay that whatever they decided was all right because I already had God's peace graciously given to me through his mercy. 
So as I went through the appeal process, it turned out there really was a way for them to confirm I had gotten a new permit. However, they were experiencing some kind of error in their new computer system that wasn't aligning cars with the right permits. Because of that, they decided to grant my appeal, so I didn't have to pay the ticket after all. I didn't deserve that, but can you believe it? Also, by filing the appeal, apparently I made them aware of a problem that others were experiencing too. So not only did I end up not paying the fine, the situation actually ended up helping other people. Isn't that just how our God works? While he's busy noticing us, he also notices others. How I would have missed out on his display of mercy if I would refuse to pay it, got angry at the police officer, or altered my relationship with God just to validate my frustration. God's mercy surrounds us. Yes, in these everyday situations like parking tickets, but also in more serious ways. Jennifer, a woman in my small group, has been battling numerous health problems over a period of years. Most recently, she's had to have multiple hernia surgeries. Each surgery, she was promised that this surgery would be the last. But after each surgery, she would end up with a huge sack of fluid at the incision. These recurring surgeries obviously provided her with continual frustration. But after the most recent surgery, she had planned a trip with her sister, who had recently lost her husband, so she was determined to go. This time, it will work, she thought. They were having a glorious time on their trip until the sack started emerging again. As the sack grew, the pain became unbearable. Struggling to sleep, by the time they left and she got off the plane, she knew a visit to the hospital was immediate. A short time later, after she was in recovery, she sent me a Facebook message with her story. I want to share that with you now. I apologize ahead of time for the quality of the recording, but I wanted to capture her frustration and how God noticed her in real time. Here's Jennifer now. I want to tell a story about my experience in the hospital the other day. Let's just say I had hardly any sleep, got off the plane Wednesday, came home, saw the dogs. My fluid was softball size when I went, before I left for Florida, it was a small watermelon by the time I came back, five days later. So Wednesday, I went into ER McLaren in Lansing, Michigan, and they admitted me. I had hardly any sleep no food but one sandwich and I was very irritable needless to say I had to look at jackass they put me to my room I thought they said they I would be out by noon it wasn't the case I was hungry I started acting like a two-year-old complaining I was hungry and I wanted to eat wanted to eat when they were only there trying to help me. When they were 
Well, first of all, they ended up getting me in early, said there was a cancellation, whether there was or not, or I made such a fit, they fit me in. I got in early, the lady wheeling me down, I started crying, I was on a lot of morphine, I was hurting, it's big, so I don't hardly remember all of it, but she was wheeling me down, I was crying, and saying how sorry I was to everybody for acting like such a jackass. And that I had no right to act like that when they're only trying to help me. And she stopped and said, God forgives us every day. Every day he forgives us. I looked up and I thank God for showing me his presence. And that's showing me that even when I don't deserve it, he still loves us anyway. The lady before I wheeled down, the nurse Debbie at McLaren, said she would order me a dinner tray so when I came up, I could eat. The procedure went. I was praying to God the whole time. I had to be fully awake. And as he was draining it out of me, I could feel the release of the anxiety and the anger. I looked at the nurse and I said, I have to ask you something funny. She says, what? I said, can I get on my knees when I get to the room? She said, no. I said, I need to do this. Can I please? She still said, no. I went up to my room. The nurse lady brought it by Debbie, brought it by Trey. I went to the bathroom come out and there's my husband he sits down I sit down in the bed I take the lid off my dinner tray and I said <gasps> and my husband says is that turkey mashed potatoes and gravy and she says yes and he says that's my wife's favorite my most favorite comfort food and even though I didn't deserve it Somehow I ended up getting my favorite food. Thank you, God. So after they left, I ate a few bites. I looked at my husband and I said, I'm gonna ask you to do something for me. I'm gonna need your help here in a minute. Don't argue with me, just let me do it. He said, what? I said, just let me do it and then help me when I'm finished. I proceeded in front of him in the chair, bent down in front of him and prayed to God and thanked him and told him I was sorry. And I had no right to act like that. I ended up hanging up on my sister, yelling at my best friend, and yelling at my husband and all the staff that I had no right to do when they were trying to help. And I just want to share my story to show everybody that even when you don't deserve it, God still loves us anyway. Thank him for showing me that and releasing that anger from me that I had. And let everybody know there really is a God. Because if he can help me and I didn't deserve it, he can help anybody. Amen. Thank you.
This story really touched me. God noticed her even when she was frustrated. By humbling ourselves, she experienced a peace that passes all understanding. Scripture tells us in John 16, 33, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. As you trust that God is working in your circumstances, I encourage you to remember that mercy is the gift that prepares us for grace. Give mercy to yourself when you mess up. Accept that God notices you at this very deep level. And then give mercy to others. This is exactly the life of love and peace God died for. Actor Michael Stolberg said, quote, Things never go the way you expect them to. That's both the joy and frustration in life. I find as I get older that I don't mind so much. It's the surprises that tickle me the most, the things you don't see coming." Unquote. So as you go about the details of your day, I trust you'll take a minute to notice God's mercy. I can't wait to hear how he will surprise you. Next on the notice, I'll be joined by Caroline Hobbs, a ministry leader with Sharing the Secret, where we will talk about a very sensitive topic hidden in the hearts of women. Filled with shame and regret, there are women out there who are hurting about decisions they've made in their past. So come and listen as we discover how God notices us in secret places. Until then, take notice. Oh